Megan Hicks of I Run Far, and we're here in Silverton, Colorado. I'm with Frances Caroline Chavereau, and it's about five days before the 2017 Hard Rock 100 Endurance Run. Caroline, welcome to Colorado. Thank you, thank you, Megan. I've seen you. I've seen you race in a lot of places around the world, but you are finally racing in my home country. Yeah, I'm so happy to race in the United States. It will be a very nice experience for, for me. I have heard the culture of trail is a bit different, <laughs> and I'm very happy to know it and to discover this place. Well, I'm just arriving to Silverton this morning, but you've been in the San Juans for maybe a week and a half now? Yes, I have last, last uh, Thursday and I got used to the altitude. I could uh, see many parts of the course and it was very, very beautiful. I was lucky with the weather too. It was very sunny. So I enjoyed <laughs> my trip uh, very much. Have you experienced a thunderstorm of Colorado proportions yet? No, no. <laughs> when I was to Andes uh, two days ago, I saw a storm. I heard a storm, but I am... I, there was no storm finally. Okay. <laughs> a safe time to be on, on handies. The storm was far away. Yes. <laughs> it's very nice there. Well, you've raced in a lot of races around the world and you have years of experience racing in Europe. Is this your first race um, in North America? Yes, it's my first race in North America. I've been racing in North America when I was doing kayaking. Ah, okay. But uh, for running, it will be my first race. Can you talk about why you applied for Hard Rock and why you want to do this particular race? I heard a lot about this course and everybody was talking me it's very wild it's very alpine uh, and it's very the people are very nice there is a great atmosphere so I was very motivated to race hard work and I applied and I was picked up uh, in the lottery so <laughs> I had to come here you are yes here I am but it that will be challenging um, so you've seen most of the yeah. course. I think you said before this interview you saw everywhere but the Sherman area kind of on the backside of Handy's? Yes, um, Sherman is pretty far so I couldn't see it. Maybe I will take my GPS because a lot of people to told me the marking is quite poor <laughs> and you can get, get lost. So maybe I will take my GPS even if it's a bit heavy. heavy. Maybe it's worth it to make sure you stay on the track. Yeah, the elk of the Pole Creek drainage uh, that you're traveling through are no notorious for knocking down and eating the course markers. Yes, I heard about it. <laughs> I hope to see some elk. <laughs> yeah, one of the, the great charismatic megafauna of this region are our elk. Yeah, um, I heard that can be pretty aggressive, so I have to be careful about that. <laughs> Don't get too close, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, you raced just a few weeks ago in Italy running the Lavaredo Ultra Trail. You won that race, of course. Um, how has your recovery from that and transition to, to being here at such a high altitude, how's that been? It has been very well. I was very surprised. Uh, after Lavaredo, I recovered very, very quickly, even if I couldn't sleep really well. And here, uh, with the jet lag, my sleep was very poor. But in fact, I recovered very, very quickly, and now I feel really in good shape. I'm very happy, and I think I, I get used to the altitude. So everything is fine. 
this is a thing that that is hard for people to do to come from Europe to North America to race dealing with the jet lag and the time change is a challenge and vice versa for North Americans to come to Europe what have you learned about your experience doing that like how many days did it take your body to adapt to our time zone here um, in fact I I, I understand better what's uh, North American runners leave uh, when they come to Europe. They often come to Europe, maybe more than European coming to US. Uh -huh. And I, I remarked how hard it is. And you must really come in advance because maybe it's with my age also. My sleep is very perturbed. Sometimes I wake up in the night and I. I can't sleep until the morning, but I think you must just uh, don't worry, be patient. And I say, if I am tired, uh, I will finally sleep. So uh, I take it with easy. Okay. So um, on those nights that you couldn't sleep, did you just um, do other things in the night, or did you lay there um, resting? Or I try to lay and rest. Sometimes I woke up and I started to read. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I really took it easy. I say, oh, okay, I have, I have plenty of time before the race. And I did naps in the afternoon. Okay. This afternoon I made one nap because this morning I was awake at five. <laughs> Great, bigger, really awake, but I was very tired. So I, I have to do naps, some naps. I'm, I'm alone here. Usually I'm mm. very busy with my work, my family. Oh, okay. And here I'm totally alone and it's very relaxing I can read I can take my time for my, myself so I don't really worry about the jet lag and the sleep it's a it's a real vacation oh yes <laughs> not just yes. trying to also make a vacation happen for your family like yeah. yeah making sure your kids have fun and stuff like that yeah. it's just for you it was a bit hard for me to leave my kids for mm. two weeks that was the first time and sometimes I get a bit sad to see think about my kids sure. but now they are in holidays in Switzerland with my parents in the, we have okay. a small chalet in the mountains and they are very very happy and um, yeah I don't think they are thinking too, too much about me so <laughs> if they aren't thinking about you you don't have to worry about them yeah <laughs> and now we the modern internet we can write each other so it's very nice that's perfect um, most of the people who are watching this video know you as a, a pretty tough endurance runner in longer distance m mountain ultras but I also think that you have some alpinism experience on some of yes. the big mountains in Europe I think I remember talking to you one time after you came down from climbing Grand Paradiso yeah. which is it's that mountain is just as tall as some of our mountains here isn't oh, it yeah it's uh, it's less high than um, Andes but it's different it's very easy technically but you still have to have crampons because you are on a glacier and you are it's better to be well equipped in Europe we can't do 14,000 feet summit without uh, walking on glaciers. Uh -huh. But when I was uh, much younger, I was climbing a lot and doing a lot of alpinism. And uh, for alpinism also we had to be out in the mountains for very, very long time. We woke up at midnight mm. and walked all the day and sometimes we slept in the 
mountains. So it's a bit like ultra. Yeah. The, um, the high altitude of the Hard Rock 100 is something that impairs most people's, yeah. most people's running. Um, how have you found in your, in your previous alpinism at high altitudes in Europe, have you found your body to adapt to these long, long exposures up high? I, I think it's a lot of question of genetics. Some people are very easily used to altitude. For some people, it's harder. For me, it was always very easy to cope with the altitude. Uh, I went one time in Central Asia and I did some summits uh, to 7,000 meters. That was really high and mm. had problem to eat okay. at this altitude. But yeah, until 5,000 meters, I think, yeah, you are slower. Uh, yeah, you breathe more heavily but it's not really a problem, but you just have to take time to mm. get used. Here, I remarked, I, I'm, I have problem to push myself. Okay. Uh, my body uh, puts himself in economy mode, okay. so I'm pretty slow, and if I want to push really hard, I tried this morning to push really hard, I couldn't really push okay. as hard as at, at home. Maybe it's that uh, effect of altitude. I hope I will be able to eat normally or to drink normally uh, and not to have headache. Yeah. Maybe that's a, a bit a problem with the altitude, but I will see. You ha had a couple pretty long runs, training days, seeing the course. How has it how has it been trying to take in your nutrition then? Has it been have you been able to eat okay? Oh yeah, but you know when I train I eat very few. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So you but didn't practice your no, nutrition? Not okay. really, no. Okay. And one day I forgot, one day I wanted to do a three-hour run, so I, I didn't take any food. But in fact, I did five and a half, and I had no food, <laughs> so I was very hungry. <laughs> you, are, you have championed some of the top endurance runs around the world against some of the deepest competition among women. The Hard Rock 100 endurance run isn't even called a race all the time. It's called a run because it's more about um, sharing these mountains with other people. In your week and a half here so far, have you sort of gotten a sense of the community and the camaraderie that's built around this um, race? A little bit because I read a lot about okay. this race. I, I read all your interviews about interviews from Anna Frost, from Kilian. From, I read everything I could read about. <laughs> okay. So I, I get into the spirit and um, I, I, I get, got in touch with a guy which work, who worked for organization and he, he told me a lot about the race and mm. he, he was very happy to help me. Okay. Yeah, I think I got into this community, but I'm really looking forward to the next days because most people will arrive. There will be some events related to the race. So I will be happy to meet other people, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's Sunday right now. People will probably be watching this on Monday. The Hard Rock Week is just getting started. Yeah. All of the Hard Rockers are descending now upon Silverton, right? Yeah, we'll be very happy to meet some people. It's incredible. Uh, I read some stuff about people uh, completing like 10, 15 times Hard Rock. I'm very impressed because it's, it's such a challenge. It can be very challenging with the weather, cold in the night, warm in the day. And I'm very impressed by all these people um, doing the hard work and also the volunteers. <laughs> 
I heard about a Croger canteen. Uh-huh. People staying here uh, in the night uh, at such a high altitude. Yep. Attached in harnesses to get into a little bivy to have a nap and wearing their helmets for rock fall. And, yeah. yeah. Kroger's Canteen's a very serious aid station, but they don't take it too seriously. They have a lot of fun there. Yeah. I, I think the culture here in America is quite different uh, compared to Europe. Mm. And for me, it's very interesting to meet some people and to talk with. I, I try to meet as much people as I can fantastic well best of luck to you thank you thank on friday you. as you make the loop around the around I the san juan mountains I hope to finish. and we hope to watch you ah. make your way around so you can come and kiss this rock and become ah. a hard rocker I, i imagine people coming here they must be so happy to <laughs> kiss the rock thank you <laughs> bye-bye bye it was okay